Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. This episode will probably not be half an hour long like normal because I'm not really supposed to record today. I don't have a lot of time to record today, but I do have to get some news out there for you guys, my opinion on some things. So as of right now, I am watching the house live. I'm recording this at 10.09 a.m. on the day that you're listening to this on Friday. And the house has just passed the Build Back Broke agenda. Um, And this social policy bill will add a deficit saying, uh, according to the Congressional Budget Office, according to the New York Times, the White House and the Congressional Budget Office are at odds over how much revenue the Internal Revenue Service could recoup from tax credit or tax cheats. Uh, This is from Jim Tanzerski, Alan Rappert, and Emily Cochran. The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office said Thursday that President Biden's sprawling climate change and social policy package would increase the federal budget deficit by $160 billion over the next 10 years. That determination was at odds with Mr. Biden's pledge to fully pay off the $1.85 trillion legislation, but was unlikely to stop House Democrats from approving the bill. Plans to do so Thursday evening, however, were derailed when a marathon speech by Representative Kevin McCarthy of California, the minority leader, prompted Democratic's leader to send members home with plans to reconvene at 8 a.m. on Monday. This was at, like, he spoke. Let me, I I, I texted the Times, or I sent the Times to um, an article on my on my phone. Let me find this. He started at 8, 8.38 p.m., and he stopped talking at 5 a.m. Okay, I have my dislikes with Kevin McCarthy. I think someone like Paul Gosar, which we'll get into him a little bit, should be speaker. But that is awesome. That is very good for Kevin McCarthy and for the party. I didn't know you could filibuster a house. I guess you can in some ways. I don't know. The budget office predicted that the total impact... I think I already read this. I don't know. No. The budget office predicted that the total impact of the federal deficit from the bill will be $367 billion over 10 years. That estimate did not include $207 billion. Additional revenues from the office estimates IRS would ultimately collect from tax cheats. Those revenues would shrink the projected deficit to $160 billion over 10 years. $160 billion. How, how many of you... Out there, and let me know your thoughts. Email me josh at gopjosh.com. How many of you out there can say that you have seen a million dollars in your lifetime? I, I'm sure there are some of you out there. I, I, I can't say that I have. How many of you out there can say you've seen a billion dollars in your lifetime? I bet there's very, very, very few of you out there. Now, how many of you can say that you've seen $160 billion? I, I know there's zero of you out there listening that, you, that say you've seen $160 billion, or you've had $160 billion at one point in time over your entire life. Okay, so this $160 billion is an insane amount of money being added to the deficit. And this isn't just including what's going to get paid off with taxes. This is adding to the deficit. This is additional on top of what is already being paid off. They estimated uh, the estimated money raised from IRS funding was far less than the $400 billion the White House estimated it would bring in over a decade, both through enforcement actions and by essentially scaring tax sheets into paying what they owe. White House officials and past IRS commissioners said the budget office estimates are, estimates are too conservative, using the White House evidence. Estimates for IRS revenue, the overall bill would actually reduce the deficit by $112 billion. 
So I'm going to read, because it really explains what's in the bill, a statement by Mike Carey, my representative. Tax Democrats have voted to condemn the American people to higher prices and higher taxes at a time in which they can least afford it. This $4.5 trillion spending scam will add 87 million or 87,000 IRS agents to spy on our bank accounts. Impose Green New Deal policies, including a natural gas tax that will raise home electric costs by 30%, and much more that will devastate our economy. So true. This bill is going to not only hurt our economy, it's going to cause inflation, it's going to be insanely expensive. It's a bill we cannot afford, and it is going to the House, or the Senate, I'm sorry. It passed the House, it is going to the Senate. So call your senators. Uh, Let me see, Senate call number... The switchboard is 202-224-3121. A switchboard operator will connect you directly with the Senate office you request. Let me say that again. Write this down. Call every single senator at 202-224-3121. You can also go directly to senate.gov slash senator slash senators-contact.htm and you can find the senator so if I go to Ohio because that's my and then we go here that's my state and then Sherrod Brown and Rob Portman has their phone numbers their office locations everything there and you can go in then do that or you can go to the switchboard I'm repeating the switchboard number one more time 202-224-3121 call your senators call democratic senators and make sure they vote no on this legislation. This legislation will hurt. It will cause mass inflation, and we need it to stop. For the future's sake, everyone knows here that I, I like to fight for the future of this country. You know, I am young, so obviously I want I, I want to grow up in America. I, I know that's a controversial thing to say at this point. But I want to grow up in America, and I'm going to fight against all of these radical bills, and I'll be calling some senators myself to stop this bill, and I'll be, I'll be fighting against the radical spending. So as we're talking about Congress, and I mentioned Paul Gosar. Paul Gosar has been removed from his committees and officially censured by the House of Representatives because he posted a video of an animated cartoon of him battling AOC over policy. You're kidding me, right? You are kidding me. No, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm kind of talking to myself right now, but no, I'm not kidding you. This is a major dro- joke. Let me see if I can find his speech on here because I, I do want to play it. Play it because his speech on the floor was very, very good. It's about two minutes and 30 seconds long. And then I'll read the, actually, I'll read the article first. It makes more sense. The House voted 223 to 207 on a resolution to censure Arizona Congressman Paul Gosar after he tweeted out an anime video in which he apparently depicted killing New York Democrat Congresswoman AOC. The vote was generally along party lines besides Cheney and Adam Kinzinger uh, voting in the Democrats in favor of the revolution to censure co- the congressman for the video, which also featured Gosar swing swords at President Biden, according to The Hill. Although Gosar did not say he was sorry for posting the video, he did remove the video from his accounts and argued that the video was not meant to promote violence. Can I even find this video? Because I, I actually haven't seen it. I wasn't active on Twitter when it was posted, and I wasn't watching the whole thing. I, I'm not an anime fan. I'm not a 
uh, a weeb. I guess that's what the term is. I don't know. I don't watch anime. If people are like, oh yeah, you definitely watch anime, knowing that you're saying that. No, I, I, I've never seen an episode of anime in my life. But um, now this article from the Daily Wire by Lef Lamahu, I think is how you pronounce that, uh, is going into quotes. So we're going to re- uh, watch the clip right now. For two minutes. Thank you, Madam Speaker. I rise today to address and reject the mischaracterization, accusations from many in this body that the cartoon from my office is dangerous or threatening. It was not. And I reject the false narrative categorically. I do not espouse violence towards anyone. I never have. It was not my purpose to make anyone upset. I voluntarily took the cartoon down, not because it was itself a threat, but because some thought it was. Out of compassion for those who generally felt offense, I self-censored. Last week, my staff posted a video depicting a policy battle regarding amnesty for tens of millions of illegal aliens. This is an enemy that speaks to young voters who are too often overlooked. Even Twitter, the left's mouthpiece, did not remove the cartoon, noting it was in the public's interest for it to remain. The cartoon directly contributes to the understanding and the discussion of the real-life battle resulting from this administration's open border policies. This body is considering passage of Mr. Biden's reckless socialist Marxist $4.9 trillion spending bill that provides $100 billion. I'm pausing it. I don't know if that was the bill that just passed or if it's a different bill, but if so, yes, it's insanely expensive. For amnesty to tens of millions of illegal aliens already in this country. This is what the left doesn't want the American people to know. Our country is suffering from the plague of illegal immigration. I don't stop pointing this out, nor will I. Millions of illegal aliens, drugs, and human traffickers are being led in and moved around our country in the dead of night, all condoned by this administration. For this cartoon, some in Congress suggest I should be punished. I have said decisively, there is no threat in the cartoon other than the threat that immigration poses to our country and no threat was intended by my staff or me. The American people deserve to have their voices heard in Congress. No matter how much the left tries to quiet me, I will continue to speak out against amnesty for illegal aliens, defend the rule of law, and advance the American first agenda. If I must join... Gentlemen's recognized 30 seconds. If I must join Alexander Hamilton, the first person attempted to be censored by this House, so be it. It is done. Madam Speaker, I yield back. All right. That was Congressman Paul Gosar, who is the embodiment of the America First movement in Congress. He is the most effective Republican member of Congress. He is probably the most right-wing member of Congress. He is awesome. Okay. He has been removed from all committees due to a video posted on his Senate or in his representative. I'm so sorry on his representative account, and it was a meme. It's so sad. So sad. And it was based on a policy battle. Battle. Like I said, I haven't seen. It. I can't find it. If you can find it and link it to me, please email it to me or DM me on Twitter. My Twitter is GOP Josh Twenty. But. You should not be removed from a committee because of because of a a meme. 
Also, I, um, I'm watching C-SPAN on a second monitor to try to monitor what's going on in the House. So, the Biden's social spending plan, the yeas are 220, the nays are 215. Representative Jared Golden from ME, that's Maryland, isn't it? That's not Maryland, that's Maine. I'm so sorry. I woke up at like, at like two hours ago. Voted no. The bill now goes to the Senate. That's Maine, not Maryland. I'm so sorry. But that that's who, that's the Democrats who voted no. So it was not a completely unanimous vote. Very good, very good. But yeah, this is this is sad for two. Okay, I'm getting off track. I'm getting off track. Closing C-SPAN. We're going to stay on track because we have some vax news. I was dooming about the vaccine mandate. I was dooming. And I said this episode also wasn't going to be 30 minutes long. I was wrong there, too. We're not even halfway done. And we're about halfway through the episodes. We'll be right back after these messages here on The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Friday, November 19th, 2021. If you work for MSNBC, good luck getting in the Rittenhouse trial. Because turns out when you break laws following a jury bus, you're going to get kicked out of the courtroom. Rittenhouse judge bans MSNBC from courtroom after person accused of trailing the jury bus. The Wisconsin judge presiding over the case against Kyle Rittenhouse on Thursday banned staff from MSNBC from entering the Kenosha courthouse for the remainder of the trial. In a brief statement before the court Thursday, Judge Bruce Schroeder addressed an incident in which the person who identified himself as an employee of MSNBC allegedly followed a sealed bus with blocked out windows as the courthouse as it left the courthouse to transport jurors to an undisclosed location. I have instructed that no one from the MSNBC News will be permitted in the building for the duration of the trial. This is a very serious matter, and I don't know what the ultimate truth of it is, but it absolutely would go without much thinking that someone who is following the jury bus, that is an extremely serious matter, and will be referred to the possible authorities for, 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 for further action. The man spotted following the bus identified himself as James J. Morrison, and he told investigators he was instructed to follow the vehicle. The judge added that Morrison claimed to be working under the supervision of an MSNBC producer based in New York. He um, received a traffic violation for oh, – I'm sorry. That was my chair. I was moving it a little bit. Um, he received a traffic violation or a citation for running a red light following the bus. He said um, never contacted or intended to contact the jurors during deliberations and never photographed or intended to photograph them. Um, they said that they regret the incident. From what I understand – he was trying to get the plate numbers of invest of jury members to contact them after the trial was over. But I don't know why to get a pl- that, that's what the rumor is that, between Court TV and MSNBC and everyone. So I don't know why they would need to follow the bus in order to get plate numbers. I don't really know. So, but that that that's what they claimed happened. That's what they said was the cause of this major. This this major incident, 
And I'm thinking, why do you need to contact the jurors? If they want to reach out to you, I understand it's basic practice, but that doesn't make it right. These jurors, this is day four of deliberation at this point. These jurors are working, trying to decide this case. It's getting worse and worse for the prosecution and Rittenhouse. I mean, I don't know how it can get worse for both, but it seems like the more, the longer the jury takes, the more likely it is for a hung jury or for a charge. So going into day four of deliberation, this is a very intensely watched case, and I do, I think that the jury intimidation going on in MSNBC right now will have a major effect. I don't hope it. I don't think it'll have a major effect, but it will have a, a, a an effect on this case. It it it's dangerous, and I hope that it doesn't. But it probably will have some sort of effect on the case. And if he is charged, it will be because they're afraid of being doxed by the mainstream, the lamestream media. But prayers for all the jury out there, prayers for um, Kyle Rittenhouse, everyone involved in that case, because no matter what the result is, some major things will happen and it will hurt. It'll, it'll hurt someone on one side or the other, so praying for everyone involved. The prosecutor, I, I think he probably got his law degree from the back of a cereal box, but you know, you never know. You never know. He probably did pass the bar exam, but with not flying colors. So this is going into the vax news, which you know I'm, I'm trying to avoid vax news on the program. I'm not the biggest fan of the vaccine. I'm trying to avoid vax news, but it's the biggest issue right now is the COVID vaccine. So the mandate for businesses to enforce a COVID vaccine mandate by OSHA has been suspended. I have applause built into my soundboard, and we're doing some applause for that. Props to OSHA. I mean, I know they're only doing it for legal scrutiny. It is out of Biden's hands. It is out of OSHA's hands. It is the hands of the Sixth Circuit judge, which is or the, the Sixth Circuit court. The court ordered that OSHA takes no steps to implement or enforce the ETS, the Emergency Temporary Standard, until further court order. While OSHA remains confident in its authority to protect workers in emergencies, OSHA has suspended activities related to the implementation and enforcement of the ETS pending further developments in the litigation. I'm so happy right now. I know a lot of workers in my in my area were, were scared about this vaccine mandate. Thinking they didn't have to choose their livelihood or they would have to choose a vaccine. And it looks as of right now, they won't have to choose either. And that that's major. That's a very good thing. I'm, I'm very happy about that. Let's hope that the sixth, I think it's the sixth circuit. Let me see this article says it. I know it's, in, it's based in Cincinnati. I guess it doesn't say what court it is this is an article from yesterday or two days ago but the vaccine enforcement has been suspended the vaccine mandate enforcement has been suspended by osha which means if your business is still enforcing a vaccine mandate it is not osha's fault it is the fault of your corporation it is the fault of your business and maybe you should look for a job elsewhere because you are employed by liberals (laughs) you're employed by tyrannical people who want control over your medical decisions and i don't think your employer has that authority that's just me 
you may think that your authority has not your authority your employer has the authority to say that you live here you work here you you have to come in between this time and that time and you can't take any time off and you must get this vaccine you may you may think that they have that authority i am not on your side and if you got the vaccine because of this mandate i'm so sorry but that's what i've been saying do not comply everything will work out in the end we have God on our side. Everything will work out in the end. And no matter what happens, um, you know, everything will be okay. But I don't think this vaccine mandate will go into effect. And I'm very happy about that. I'm not a medical doctor. I, don't, I never claim to be okay. I get so many complaints. I get so many messages saying, Josh, you're not a medical doctor. You're not even out of high school yet. Yes, correct. And your point. No, I'm not a medical doctor. I don't want to be a medical doctor, and I won't be a medical doctor, but you know what? I can still speak out against tyranny. I can still speak out against tyrannical behavior. I can still speak out against coercion if I'm a doctor or not. The majority of people in Congress are not doctors, and they're still talking out about this. The the president is not a doctor. The vice president is not a doctor. The president's wife, Jill Biden, the first lady, is a doctorate in education, but she is not a doctor. So I can speak out against this just like they can. I'm just as qualified. And I'm speaking out saying that I do not support vaccine mandates. Okay, so. I keep, okay, I'm, I get so upset with myself when I say, okay, so. I can't think of any other better transition between topics than, okay, so now we're going to talk about this now. No, okay. Speaking of vaccine mandates. The Ohio House Republicans approve anti-vaccine mandate legislation. This, this is Ohio News. This is an Ohio-based podcast. The majority of my audience is in Ohio. But you don't have to be in Ohio to listen. Just know that I do talk about the state of Ohio because this is my state. It's my state, you know. you gotta got to worry about back home, you know. I'm still at home. Not back home. Okay. Okay, I'm done. I'm done going about that now. Okay. Private companies and public entities will be banned from requiring proof of COVID-19 vaccination to enter a facility or conduct business under anti-vaccine legislation passed by House Republicans on Thursday. And that would cover everything from privately run theaters to publicly owned sports arenas. In addition, schools cannot prevent students from participating in activities based on their COVID-19 status according or vaccination status according to the legislation approved by the GOP-controlled GOP House on Thursday after the Commerce and Labor Committee voted in favor of it hours earlier. It goes next to the Senate, where the Republican president has expressed skepticism about bills interfering with house de- with business decisions. The bill also exempts employees from workplace vaccine mandates if they show proof of COVID antibodies, provide evidence that they run a risk of ne- negative medical reaction, or decline the vaccine for reasons such as conscience, including re- religious inv- convictions. Employers or students who claim such exemptions could not be fired or expelled. I st- the vaccine pot, the vaccine segment of the podcast is so just applause today. Just applause today because it is so exciting that this vaccine may be stopped. This this mandate may be stopped if it's on a state level, if it's on a local level, or if it's on a federal level. This vaccine mandate may just be stopped, and I'm so happy about it. I'm so happy. You know, it, it's called we were doing a little dooming. It's called we do a little dooming. No longer doing a little dooming. We're not doing any dooming anymore. We're not doomers. This is not a doomer show. This is an, a, a freedom show. I don't. I don't know what the alternative to a doomer is, but we're not dooming about the vaccine and, anymore. The vaccine will not be mandatory. 
And even if it is, do not get the vaccine. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get it, you can. But I, I say don't get it. I'm not getting it. And in Ohio, you won't have to get it if this legislation passes the House and the Senate. It already passed the House. You know, knowing Governor DeWine, he'll probably veto it. He'll probably veto it, you know? I mean, I'm, that's Governor DeWine for you. But you know what? If, if he vetoes it, there should be enough of a majority to override that veto. And let's hope there is enough of that majority to override that veto. Okay. I'm out of news to talk about today. I'm very busy. I can't go into anything else today. My name is GP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader. I'll be right back on Monday with your regular, regularly scheduled daily programming. Um, yeah, we'll see you next Monday. Follow me on Twitter, GP Josh 20. My Instagram is GP Josh 20. Send in a message via anchor.fm slash the Conservative Crusader slash message. Stay tuned. 